Yeah, that would go for the days. Is that your thing, like, clicking, Mike? You're... Yeah, I think, every I time think... I move on my pad, it kind of gets a little static charge, so. Mm. Static Mike! <laughs> static Mike! Hey, 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 gotta get him, gotta go, gotta get him, gotta go. Static Mike! I think, yeah, it's just my, my, my pad and my chair whenever i move it a certain way it generates a thing that travels all the way up to my ears mm. what if it kills you <laughs> well then you guys will have a great story well uh you remember that time mike died like Garrick insisted the show must go on i was like holy shit we are going to be doing this show as a ghost Who's the ghost now, motherfucker? <laughs> With your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go! Can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. Oh boy, of the sheer episode. <laughs> ah yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Could he be? <laughs> no! I have no eyes! <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> Derek, in your Derek layer, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? <laughs> how does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us because we don't explain it. Hey guys, welcome back to another fencing horrific sword slicing tastic episode of fan holes podcast hey what's up guys this is derek derek wc i'm going to be one of your masked avenging hosts tonight but i am not alone i have with me two count them two of my fellow swashbuckling fan holes why don't you guys give a shout out and let everyone know who's on the call tonight hey it's mike and that's the man who killed my brother Hey, this is Justin. Yeah, so we're here. We're here again as per our, our uh, what is this? Per our, uh, uh, as we like. Uh, I can't even think of what I was trying to say. But just basically, we're, we're here to do another anniversary show, as is our want, I guess. And it is the 25th anniversary of The Mask of Zorro. And so we all decided we were going to get together and revisit this I guess, classic film and talk about it. And again, we all kind of watched the film, I think, for preparation or rewatched it or whatever. Uh, I did virtually zero preparation for this other than watch the movie. And that's what that's what Justin said he did, too. So if anyone is not in the know, the succinct IMDb movie synopsis of The Mask of Zorro states a young thief seeking revenge for his brother's death is trained by the once great aging Zorro, who is pursuing his own vengeance. So that's that's good enough. That's that's all we need, right? This movie came out in 1998. It was directed by Martin Campbell, 
and features Antonio Banderas as the, I guess, the new Zorro, and has uh, one of my favorite actors, Anthony Hopkins, as Don Diego de la Vega, the original Zorro. And it features, I don't know if it's the debut, but it's like the the blockbuster debut of Catherine Zeta-Jones. It's like one of those movies that like put her on the map. It's probably when Michael Douglas was like, hey, I better marry this this, this hottie <laughs> while she's available or whatever, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, again, this th I think this is going to be one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have a hell of a lot of notes because I think this is a pretty good movie, right? Like, I, I don't, uh, you know, uh, for me, it's um, it's the complete opposite of what we talked about with X-Files. It, it is completely satisfying. It's escapist. It's uh, action adventure. It's it's got uh, pretty dudes for the ladies. It's got uh, you know uh, uh, Academy Award winning actors to to keep uh, people uh, you know captivated. It's got uh, you know like I just said a, a beautiful leading lady in Catherine Zeta Jones. The it's got villains you you love to hate that you can't wait to see get uh, smacked around and and killed and all this other stuff. So I mean. I, you know, I don't know, just long story short for me, it, it, you know, it, it's something that um, that I think is rather entertaining and, and, and works very, very well. And I, I you know, I, I got lost in it, you know, this time I watched it. And I think I, you know, I, I think this is one of those movies where, you know, somebody like Paul Spataro would say it has uh, inherent rewatchability. And that's why it's a good, you know what I mean? Like, like every time you watch it, you can you can become enveloped in, in the story and just lose yourself in the movie. And I think, I think those kind of escapist films are, you know, I, I don't want to say they're a dying breed, but I feel like that, you know, that, that, that there's, I don't know. It, 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 it's just one of those things where I feel like that has not happened as often with me. And it's maybe not as easy for me to escape as it was with uh films of this vintage but but i think for for revisiting this it was it was very very easy for me just to you know i i mean i guess if, you know if, if you're if you're comparing it to the odin sleep you know escaping into a film and being just utterly immersed in it you know i, I feel like i fell into the odin sleep of immersal with with this film so i don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it but uh you know ha have at it like like what um what's your i guess quick take on zorro uh go ahead justin because you were the one who like came up with this uh, i was gonna go to you first because um this is uh on the slate of anniversary shows and it almost got cut because you know pull back the curtain like when derek and i were making our 2023 schedule i was naming off movies had anniversaries that i thought we might want to discuss and this was one and then some movies got cut, like Psycho 2. I kind of was like, you know, I like Psycho 2, but I don't know that I can talk about it for 30 or 40 minutes, so we we, we decided to cut it. And then I was kind of like, you know, maybe we could cut this movie too. And then you were like, oh, I kind of want to talk about Mask of Zorro. And I was like, okay, well, we'll talk about it. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoy this movie. I didn't get to see it in a the theater, unfortunately. As soon as it was released on VHS, I went and rented it, and I thought it was really good. And then when it premiered on Showtime or HBO, like I had a blank tape ready and taped it and rewatched it many times. And I don't think I've seen it since 
the sequel came out. I, I remember rewatching this like right before the sequel came out and I haven't seen it since. And then I, as far as the sequel goes, like I saw it once in the theater and I haven't seen it since I contemplating rewatching it tonight, but I, I just didn't feel like it. Like I, I don't know my memory of that film is it's okay. Not great, not terrible, but it's, it's just an okay film. But, um, but yeah, like I've, I've always had a lot of affection for the character Zora. Like, I grew up watching reruns of the Guy Williams show, and there was that 90s Zora series on ABC Family, later to become Fox Family or whatever. Uh, I remember watching that, so I have a lot of affection for the character, and it's a really solid action movie. I Kind of like Derek, like, I had so much fun revisiting this, and I feel like anybody who is going to sit down and make, like, some action-adventure movie, like, or a comic book movie, like you should sit them down and make them watch this and take notes because mm. like this is so much fun. There's like there's not like 12 million jokes that are thrown at you within like two minutes. It's like whenever something funny happens, like it's funny. Like you laugh or you go like, oh, that's funny. Or you, know, you go like, oh, that's cute. There's not like 12 million other jokes that you just like, you know, roll off. You like, you know, water off a duck's back. And like there's nothing like, totally in your face or divisive and there's no giant like cgi mess at the finale like when they blow shit up at the end of this movie like they actually blow up real shit like it's not just some cgi fart ball explosion (laughs) at some like cgi like you know fake rock quarry or something like they actually blew up a bunch of shit i was like man this is so good they don't make them like this anymore and then like i'm sorry you can throw tomatoes at me like i don't give a shit like zero fighting Catherine zeta jones like maybe my favorite part in this and then like him cutting off her dress like I, i'm sorry that's so much fun like I, I i just think that's great like i i liked it when it came out i was just like oh who's this actress and then he cuts off her dress and i was just like okay i like this movie <laughs> like that's something that would you would never see in the movie these days like i, I don't know it it's just it's a fun movie and then like the thing that i kept like reeling in the back of my mind because i haven't seen it in so long is like the villain, like, Captain Love or whatever, I was like, that's Casper Van Dien. And I was like, no, it's not. That's that's Obi-Wan. And I was like, wait, it's not either of those guys. Like, th- I swear this guy looks like if if Ian McGregor and Casper Van Dien, like, did the fusion dance, you'd get this dude. But, like, this is a dude from Flash, right? He was like... Yeah, I was. I just Flash realized it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Eobard, he's the Eobard Dawn, like, the actual one, not the yeah, season Harrison one, Wells. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, like he's he's the real Eobard Dawn. Yeah, yeah like right. I just right realized that this time I watched it. But that time I was like, "This is Casper Van Dien." I was like, "Wait, I was like, wait a minute, I don't think no." But I, I was like confusing myself, and I was like, "I'll look it up later. Don't worry about it." I like I worried about that for like two minutes or something, and I was like, "Ooh, the movie!" Like I don't know, man, it, it's so cool. Like even shit where like Anthony Hopkins, like his opening sequence where he's Zero, like that's so cool. Like when when he's on Tornado and Tornado was like rearing up against the sunset, like that's such a great image. And then like when he's just doing cool stuff, like he's flicking out the candle with his whip or he's just standing there like being kind of pithy and smoking his cigar. It's just like he's, he, like the coolness factor is just rolling off of him, man. And you're yeah. just like drinking it in. It's just like whatever he's got, like the it factor, the suave, like dude's got it. Like, like I, I don't I know I keep saying it, but like the movie is so much fun, and I had so much fun like revisiting it. But I'm um, like you, 
Mike, like I said, like you saved this movie from like getting chopped from the anniversary block. So I like, well, like what was your like history or experience with it? Oh, I, I actually love this movie. Uh, like I did see it in the theater. Like this is a movie I saw the, tra- I forgot what I watched, but like I saw the trailer for this movie, like in a, you know, probably like a year before it came out, like in a theater and you know, mid, like mid nineties, late nineties. Like this is kind of one of the, I think it's like, I rewatched the trailer early this earlier this week. And it's like a friggin' like three minute long trailer that shows you like all the money shots of oh, the yeah, movie. Yeah. Like, you know, like Zorro yeah. jumping over on the two horses. The like, explosions. You know, like, I remember the that. big, the big fire Z, all the explosions, yep. like the, Catherine Zeta Jones, like dress falling dress. off, like yeah. everything. But like back then it was like, like that sold the movie to people. Cause I was like, Oh man, that looks really cool. And even after watching the movie, I feel like I wasn't like spoiled or anything. Cause they like, they they show you all the money shots, but like it all is earned when you watch the actual movie. It's not like even if you had seen those before, you're like, oh man, when's this gonna happen or when's that gonna happen? Like, and it, it it's you know like I I really do have a lot of nostalgic fondness for this movie because uh, I did see like I said I did see it in theaters. Like I think my aunt and uncle took me and my cousins to go see it, and like after we saw it, we were all like, oh man, that was super awesome. And like yeah, I used to watch like the family. I think it was like yeah, Family Channel or something that where that live action Zorro show show, yeah yeah, was on. So I used to watch repeats of that. Like so I you know I knew who Zorro was. I knew you know I I thought he was cool. Like I I I honestly like you know (laughs) I don't think I have like I it's stupid to say, but it's like I don't know if I ever made a connection between him and Batman. Basically, like Mm. I was just kind of like you know well they're not. I was like Zorro and Batman are nothing alike. It's like you know Zorro like lives in California, and Batman lives in Gotham. Like they're nothing alike, you know. Like so, like that was my little kid logic brain. But like you know, when years go by, you're like oh well, obviously like Zorro's a huge influence on Batman, but like you know. I think back then I didn't, I separated and categorized things a lot more easier where it's like Batman's a comic book and Zorro's a TV show. So, you know, they're nothing alike, but you know, and then, you know, when this movie came out, I'm like, yeah, like, see, I knew it. Like, like it, it was like confirming like my little kid brain thoughts. I was like, see, I knew it. Zorro is a badass. Like, you know, it's like, look how good this movie is. Like, how could he not be cool if this movie would like, did like sucked or something like, but yeah, like like you said, Justin, I think, you know, this is a, a pretty perfect, like, blockbuster. Like, it has all these crowd-pleasing moments. It has a good story. I think people, like, uh, I watched some review on it and stuff and, like, uh, like some analysis review of it. And, you know, people, the guy, the guy says, oh, this is, like, Batman Beyond, a full, like, year or two before they did Batman Beyond, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's a it's a reboot with a younger character, and it's still, you know, the older character is the mentor. And, like, you know, he, he was like, you know, this is this is super cool. And it's too bad it didn't, like, launch a whole, like, you know, like it launched, you know, that one sequel, which I don't think to this day I've seen. But because I heard, like, I when I heard it, w- it was coming out, I was like, oh, I'd like to see that. But somehow I never, ever did. And then someone who did see it told me, no, nah, it wasn't that good. So I don't think I ever watched it. But but this movie I've seen, like I've come back to like every, you know, few, four or five years. And like, I, I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. So yeah, that's why I was like, oh, no, don't cut that. I like I love the Mask of Zorro. So, yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is a good film. I mean, as for me, I I did see this in the theater, and I I I don't know I, I don't know if I talk about this on the show, but I know I probably bore these guys with this all the time. But you know, when I was going to Loyola, you know, you know what, like ninety five to ninety nine, like I mean, we went to the movies every like Friday night. You know what I mean? Like it was like, oh, you you had to go on opening night. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I I, I would I would harbor a guess that you know, I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I, I'd be hard pressed if if I went through a list on Wikipedia of like films in years, you know, where you go films in 1995, films in 1996, films in 1997, 98, 99, I I would be shocked if there was more than, you know, five or so that I hadn't seen, if that, you know what I mean? And so, you know, obviously, like, this was something that I saw in the theater. As far as, like, revisiting it, you know, like, th this is, th this sort of triggers, like, you know, when, when I got really deep diving into Zorro, like, the last time I did it was, it was kind of in tandem, because, you know, they, 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 they did the Green Hornet movie, which, you know, the Seth Rogen one, which the less said about the better. But because that was coming out, I made all these videos for my YouTube channel about, you know, the the serials, the the TV show. And then based on that, you know, my next side project to the history of comics on film was going to be like, you know, the Lone Ranger. And so that that took a little longer than I originally planned because I, I wanted to have all the videos out just in time for that you know, whatever it was, the 2012 movie or whatever, you know, the one with Johnny Depp and everything. And so so I I finished maybe like, I don't know, five videos. And then maybe a few months later, I finished like the other three or whatever it was. But I, I was happy I did that and did a deep dive on the Lone Ranger. But part of that process was watching the old Lone Ranger filmation cartoons. And because of that, I had these DVDs that also had the Zorro cartoon as well. So I started getting caught up watching that as well. And and I think because of that, that sort of triggered a, hey, you know what? I, I don't know if I'll ever do this or not, but at the time I was kind of like, you know what? This is fun too. And, and let me, you know, I don't know, amp up my collection or whatever. You know, I was at that point, I did the deep dive where, you know, I was like, oh, let me get the Tyrone Power movie. Let me get the old Disney tins, you know, with the TV show. Like, let me get the what you guys were talking about, the family channel stuff. And, you know, I already had because I was already doing the the Lone Ranger stuff. I already had the filmation cartoon. And, and you know, I started doing a deep dive on on all that stuff. And then at that point, I ended up buying Mask of Zorro on Blu-ray and The Legend of Zorro on Blu-ray. I will say that that was the first time I'd ever watched The Legend of Zorro, and I don't really recall very much of that watching other than I I did not like it as much as, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was not as impressed with the sequel as I was with this you know, first installment, I almost kind of feel like it's a complete story, you know, like the way it ends, like it, you know, doesn't need to have more to it. But, you know, that that just might be my personal preference or whatever. But, you know, again, I, you know, this for me, this movie itself, I, I you know, again, I don't have a lot of notes on it. I mean, there's things to discuss, though, I guess. I mean, you know, like, like, for me, like, obviously, like, I, I have a great, appreciation for Anthony Hopkins like and I think I, I think 
when Justin said, you know, if you're making a comic book movie, like this is something good to look at. And I, I don't know. I've always thought like, you know, he was, I, I remember reading an interview back when he was going to, you know, play the first time he was going to play Odin in the, the Marvel Thor movies. And there was this great little interview where I think they asked him about superheroes. Like, did you, did you have a favorite superhero? You know, some press circuit bullshit, you know, where you have to answer, you know, something. And then, you know, they, they gotta be Will Smith and come up with something clever where they're like, Oh, I like Ultraman or, you know, something different than whatever movie it is they're promoting so that they don't cross the streams or, or whatever it is. Right. Or, or that they don't look, I don't know. Uh, to me, I, I feel like th there there might be at that point in time before Marvel got really popular or before any comic book movies got popular. I feel like that would have been a faux pas to say like 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 even even Anthony Hopkins answer was um, calculated, I think, in his interview. But it wasn't so calculated that I didn't think he he appreciated the genre or whatever, or understood it, you know? And, and so like, you know, it, to me, like sometimes I, I would think, and I guess what I mean by that is, you know, there was, there was that stigma of if, if you were cast in a Star Trek movie, you're not supposed to be like, Oh dude, I was a huge fan of Star Trek. I'm a Trekkie. This is the greatest crap ever to be in this movie like you're actually supposed to downplay it and be like oh i've never watched star trek but i hope this is gonna be like really great or whatever right and if i recall correctly when they asked him about that he, he said oh yes you know I, I i read uh comics when i was a kid you know i i remember reading captain marvel you know and he's talking about you know billy batson and shazam and all that shit you know before that was you know really on anybody's radar per se right like and i i just thought to myself oh okay like and and it, it i don't know it all sort of clicked to me i was like oh he's the right age to have to have read those as a kid you know what i mean and i was like oh he gets it like and 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 i just you know i mean i'm sure he gets a lot of things about a lot of stuff because i don't know i just i i have a lot of uh respect for him but 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 the the other thing that i think he got off on too was i mean you know th this is somebody who was you know, Hannibal Lecter, right? Like, and this is, this is, this is completely different, right? Like it's not overly dramatic. It's not a, a super serious drama. It's not something where he's going to eat your face. You know what I mean? Like, like this is an opportunity for somebody like that to be a hero. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I think in, in, you know, in, in, in you know, something that is as, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, that that, that you get uh, uh, typecast fairly easily, like people have a type and then they play that type over and over and over again. And 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 the opportunity to play something that maybe is, quote unquote, against type. Right. Like, like I don't think. Well, I mean, I know for a fact, like Anthony Hopkins was not their first choice to be done. De La Vega, right? Like he wasn't the first choice to be the original Zorro, right? It was going to be, apparently it was going to be Sean Connery and Andy Garcia, which I think would have been fucking atrocious, but, but, but it wasn't their first choice, right? So, I mean, that, that in and of itself, I think is, is, is telling, but again, you know, the, the suave, the cool, the very deliberate nature of his character you know especially during the training sequences and all that kind of stuff it's just you know i don't know very very um 
enamored with with his work. I guess the other thing that that I dwelled on in this is, and and it's funny coming from me because I I do like I do tend to like films that take things seriously. I I, I don't tend to like films that you know, and I I think Justin briefly touched on this. You know, stuff where it's a joke a mile a minute and it's a joke to be, you know, sort of force inserted. And I think what Justin was getting at was that the the jokes in this, the the humor in this is a bit more organic and not forced or not hitting you over the head with it or anything. It's not overly calculated and overly, um, it, I don't know. It's, it's just, it, it's not used with abandon. It's used with deliberation. Where, and, where were and the screaming right goats? Where were the screaming goats in this? <laughs> I, I mean, you know, if only Tornado could scream like a fucking moron, then <laughs> this movie would have been a thousand times better, right? Um, but but anyway, that that aside, right? Like like I, again, I I was engaged, enamored. I I was able to lose myself in this movie, but but the thing that I did notice was the violence in this movie, and I, I say that sort of half uh, uh, jokingly or, or maybe with quotations, you know, the, the quote unquote violence or whatever. And, and I, I guess, you know, there, there's that part of it of, oh, well, it's, it's, it's designed to have mass appeal, right? It's, it's designed so that the ladies that all think Anth- uh, Antonio Banderas is, is a, a, a attractive leading man, the, 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 the lady audience can all go to see him. The male audience can all go and see Catherine Zeta-Jones. The um, I don't know uh, aristocracy audience, you know, the hoity-toity audience, the the audience like me that thinks Anthony Hopkins is like an Academy Award-winning actor, and I want to watch his stunning performance or whatever. You can you can tap that audience. The audience that all they want to see is explosions. There's plenty of those in this film, right? Like so so the the ones that just want to watch sword fighting and 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 gunfights and 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 all that other stuff, right? That or 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 the 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 people that want to watch the the dance number and everything when when uh, Zeta Jones and and Banderas are doing the 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 dance in the middle of the party or whatever right and so it's mass appeal it's it's it, but it doesn't it's not I don't know it doesn't it, insult your intelligence it's 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 it. it, it, it it's mass appeal, but not lowest common denominator yes. mass appeal. Okay. And, and that's the distinction. And I guess what, what I was trying to get to was in terms of the violence, um, as someone who is like, Oh, I like my movies to be serious or, or whatever. Right. Like there is an aspect that the, the violence is with, like maybe one or two key exceptions, and it's for plot and story purpose, which maybe emphasizes the importance of the that particular violence. But like with the exceptions of of, of his brother's death, right, and and then you know uh, potentially like there's there's exceptions uh, you know at the end of the film, right. But even even that is is a little tame, right? Like, and and the only time there's something that's really really played for reels is I think when when Antonio Banderas's brother dies because the minute he dies, and then you see his face, then then you immediately know, oh, it's it's four minutes into the movie. It's part of the calculated formula that is screenplays. You know now, Antonio Banderas is the main character, 
right? And and because of the weight of the seriousness of of how his brother dies, as opposed to most everybody else, right? Whereas if you look at say the fight sequences, you know the 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 big giant lurch looking dude who 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 gets into the you know and 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 the whole you know the the army of men when when he has his first outing as Zoro and he doesn't quite have the real outfit and it's kind of like a, a a makeshift Zoro outfit that he creates for himself and goes out and everything you you have the whole thing where they dogpile on him like freaking uh you know, a Warner Brothers cartoon, and then he's coming out the bottom of the dog pile like freaking Bugs Bunny or some shit, right? And like that, like, I, I could see the the hypocrisy and if I yell and scream about some goofy Marvel moment that was like that, but I say this movie is a classic and great. Um, or or the, the whole, he takes the two cannonballs and like slams them into the lurch dude and he spits out his teeth, right? And it's like, if it was quote unquote serious oars, those two cannonballs would, you know, look like freaking, uh, you know, the scene from Scanners, right? It'd be like, you know, and the dude's head would be all over the place, right? It'd be like, uh, you know, something from Watchmen, you know, where the guy's blood splatters all over the place. But one, it's a PG-13 movie. And two, I feel like this is like, and I guess I'm going to keep coming back to this well, unfortunately, but this is a pre-9-11 movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's okay for him to, to, it's okay for the butt of the joke to be that he blew up the fuck out of that villa in that first outing. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and no one got hurt. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was this, this kind of, you know, oh boy, we're doing a Jerry Bruckheimer explosion, but, but there's, you know, there's no, uh, realistic fallout from that. And that, that's just, something that's from uh, a completely different time and era and and you know that that what Justin said you know they don't make them like this anymore I mean part of that is the culture and the psychology of 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 how things have changed and and also part of it is you know I guess you know from my perspective you know some of this stuff is just not as good anymore you know so I mean it's a combination of things but uh, you know for me I just th- those were my two key I don't know, discussion points or takeaways from this. Some of those scenes like remind me of, I don't know, like Indiana Jones, like sometimes Indiana mm-hmm. Jones is super mm-hmm. serious. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have a fight that's like kind of played for last. Like when Indy just shoots the guy, he wants to duel him. Like, you know, and then Zorro hitting the guy with the cannonballs like that, that makes me laugh. Right, and right, that right. feels like something from like an Indiana Jones movie where it's like, okay, you're not taking this part seriously, but like this other part, like where they're fighting to the death, like you take that seriously. It's just, you know, it's a shift in tone, but it, it's not like whiplash shift in tone where you're like, oh my gosh, this movie broke my neck. Like, calm right, down. It's right, like, right. no, you gotta, you know, you gotta feel it and ease into it. You're like, okay, I'm going with this. Yeah. And like, you know, I think <laughs> I like, uh, like the review I watched earlier, the analysis of this movie, they, they were like, oh, and of course at the end you have the, uh, the guy called it like the double vengeance overkill death of both <laughs> oh. villains or whatever. It's like, you know, not only does, you know, uh, I, I miss Cap- that so much. Like, you, like, like Cap- they- not only does Captain Love get impaled, but then like, you know, Raphael gets like dragged down a like shaft with his like gold and like it crushes both of them basically and they fall to their deaths. Like, what is it? It's like I mean, a, 
they, that's something again i agree with justin like they don't make movies like this anymore like when's the last like is that not like like uh, they came up with a clever like i used to hate movies to the degree where i would uh, i i would get mad because to me it seemed like the go to in movies was to replicate the emperor's quote unquote death uh, i hate that i have to quote it now but back in the day it was a real death god damn it but anyway the quote unquote <laughs> emperor's death and return of the jedi like where you know he falls into the shaft and then to me it seemed like every that that was the go-to it's like um alan rickman and die hard does the same shit you know like it's like what do you need to do oh kick the motherfucker off a building do you know what i mean like that's basically was that's the worst thing you can do to the 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 nasty bad guy or whatever and in this it's like okay yeah he's 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 pulled off a mountain but like look at how clever that is the guy's tied to the wheelbarrow or the gold he was trying to by the country with and then the other stupid fucking asshole he fucking screams like a little girl when the fucking thing falls i mean like is that not just like sweet <laughs> sweet fucking justice like i'm just kind of like that it's so you know like that's why i i said this is kind of antithetical to what i was talking about with the x-files because it's it's so satisfactory do you know what i mean like it's just it's it's like oh i am so satisfied after you know and, what i mean and like after after like zorro like stabs him too he like takes his mask off like he's like you know see motherfucker it was me like you know and then that happens <laughs> like you know that it's like yeah like you said super satisfying super uh super comeuppance the the double overkill vengeance you know that's another aspect I liked about this movie the whole like kind of cat and mouse game that uh antonio banderas is playing and it's like you know, Captain Love, like he has this, he goes from having suspicions to just like showing him his brother's severed head. And it's like, that's his way of saying, like, I know and you know that I know, but we're going to keep this pretense up for a little while longer because this game is kind of fun. And it's just, as part of the audience, it's like, I, I just eat that up, man. I, I just, that's, I, that's another thing that's just something else I miss about movies is like, not hitting you over the head with stuff like that. Like, see, see, like he knows and he knows that he knows and we're going to hit you over the head with it. No, it's just like, it's played really subtle. They have a, you know, it's like they have a verbal sparring and then they get to a actual sword sparring. Like I just, I love stuff like that, man. Or like, you know, that the, the opening shot of the movie is like young Alejandro, like cutting holes in a like canvas to like make eye mm. holes and like looking yeah. through them that basically like foreshadows the entire plot of the movie basically mm. like that in that one shot it's like it's so like it's so like good and subtle and like like simple almost like but it, it works like well even even that opening moment like where where it it has the the battle between you know it's it's anthony hopkins is zorro and he's dashing through the city and saving people and, and putting the little Z on uh, what's his face's neck and all that other stuff like that moment when the two brothers drop that statue on that group of soldiers, you're just like, you're like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's, I mean, you know, that, 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 and, and, and that, I don't know that, that excitement, but also what Justin's talking about, you know, the kind of rising tension and the games and the intrigue and the, you know, and and it, it, like I said, it's universal, right? That can apply to the 
the the, the romance between um, Catherine Zeta Jones and Antonio Banderas. You know what I mean? Like that the the play the interplay that they have with one another, or the interplay that the, you know Catherine Zeta Jones goes to visit quote unquote Bernardo the servant man, but you know that he's her father and the way he looks at her and he slips and says a couple things like you look just like your mother. How would you know that? Oh, uh, I, I mean, you look nothing like your father. So you must look like your mother trying to cover up for it. But it's like, then when it all builds and you know, th that's the thing, like all this stuff builds and crescendos. And then you have that, you know, lovely scene where, you know, she, she finds out the truth and, you know, so it's like, I, I don't know, like, like all, all basically you spend time with all these characters, but it's all going somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it all, it all, it all comes to a crescendo. It all comes to a head. Like there, there's a reason for all those characters, even um, what's his face, three fingered Jack or whatever. You know what I mean? Like all those guys are in the movie for a reason, you know, and it's not just kind of, I don't know, random happenstance or what have you. Another like, again like subtle thing but like you know i noticed it this time it's like uh, you know when when he's trying to like when he's training alejandro and he you know when he he tells him like you don't have to go like after this guy to get your revenge like you know when when you're ready he will come into your circle basically and you know when when he's finally got the the proper Zorro costume and whatever like you know he has that big fight scene where he fights all the guys and he jumps up on a table and what do you call Captain Love jumps up on the table with him to fight him. And like the table's a circle. Like, so it's like literally what he said, but it's very subtle. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just something you could like take notice of and be like, Oh, you know, see, like, and you don't have to bang people's like bang people over the head with it too. It's just something that like, you know, the, the gen, the flow and the magic of the movie basically. Mm. Did you guys know that uh, image comics made a, comic book adaptation of the mask of Zorro? no there's a four issue uh comic book adaptation that image released when this came out the art is by ron wagner um it's it's fine i mean i i, I don't know that i'd go as so far as to say it's like the you know it, i i don't know that it's going to go down in history as anything outstanding but i mean it, it you know the 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 likenesses are fine and and it replicates the movie. I mean, they had four issues worth to replicate this movie, so it's fairly faithfully replicated. But I just thought, I don't know, Zorro. I know, I know, you're like Zorro's not a comic character, but like he's had a long history in comics. I remember we were talking about that, um, the Matt Wagner one that 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 he did, you know, a while back. I think on this show before, but like. There have been some really good Zorro comics. And then the other thing that slightly intrigued me was uh, one of the last times I uh, heard Sean Gordon Murphy do an interview. They had mentioned, oh, I, I, that his next project would be kind of some kind of Zorro based thing. And like I kind of went, ooh, like that that kind of intrigues me. You know what I mean? So like, anyway, that, that, that's something too, that I just thought is worth bringing up in terms of, of this discussion, you know, that, that there was a, there was a comic book adaptation and ironically, I mean, maybe, maybe I don't want to say at the tail end of those things, but th those weren't as, uh, as common, you know, at, at, in the late nineties as they were, you know, back in the eighties and the seventies and whatnot.
there is a saying, a very old saying. When the pupil is ready, the master will appear. Zara. In a land where freedom is a memory. I came here to learn how to fight like you. To have your strength, your courage. Zara was a servant of the people. He did what was needed. Now he's needed again. And justice is outlawed. Must the man will be my brother? Kill him! The just must become outlaws. Do you know how to use that thing? Yes. The pointy end goes into the other man. This is going to take a lot of work. One, five, three. If you want to kill this man, I can help you, and I can teach you how to move, how to think, how to take your revenge with honor. How can I do what is needed when all I feel is... You hide it with this. Be careful, senorita. There are dangerous men about. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been three days since my last confession. Go on. I have broken the fourth commandment, Padre. You killed somebody? No, that is not the fourth commandment. Of course not. I had impure thoughts about a man. Last four? Yes, last four. No bad? The only sin would be to deny what your heart truly feels. No bad at all. Now, between the woman who rules his heart... Don't pretend she means nothing to you. But she does. ...and the enemy who claims his soul... I would murder a hundred innocent men if it meant killing you. ...lies the battle. Montero has some plans for California. The time has come to claim what always should have been ours. ...for the destiny of a nation. Tomorrow we fight in earnest. We will both tempt our fates. It's only one man. It isn't just one man, damn it. It's sorrow. Justice leaves its mark. You know sorrow. He could be anywhere. Did you miss me? Like, apparently the trailer for this was attached to Godzilla. Like, did you see that Godzilla movie in the theater? That must have been what it was. Yeah, yeah I, I remember was... seeing the trailer, too, and I was just looking it up, and I was like, yep, that's where I saw it. Yeah, because I did see that Godzilla in theaters, too. Yep. I, I feel like I have more of a distinct memory of what theater I was in when I saw that movie because of how profoundly disappointed I was after I left the theater. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I again, th th this... This film, I think I was pretty pleased with, so I'm not 100% sure. I I don't know. Like, I might have I, I might have seen this in Westwood. That's that's my vague recollection. But but I don't I don't remember for sure. But yeah, I remember, you know, I think my cousins got this on VHS. So like, you know, I went over there and we watched it again. And like, yeah, like I I. I I don't think, aside from, the, you know, when I just rewatched it to re-familiarize myself with it this week, like, I, I don't, I've probably only seen it, like, you know, a handful of times total. I mean, it was on TV a couple times, so I probably, like, tuned in and watched chunks of it, but, 
but yeah, like it's a movie I really enjoy like revisiting every few years. And yeah, like I, like I said, this is a like low key. One of my like fate, like, you know, it's in the top 100 basically. So, I mean, I don't, it's funny. I don't know that I'd ever consider it in, in like a top list of things, but you know, it, it is, it is very, very good, you know, like, and I, I feel like the caliber, right. Cause it's like, I mean, you go far enough, everybody's going to have like run into a stinker. Right. But you're, you're talking about, you know, the same guy who did Casino Royale and Goldeneye. Right. Like, so it's like, to me, like, I mean, I don't know how other people feel about those movies, but to me, like you say those, and I feel like, Oh, those are damn good James Bond movies too. Right. Like, so it's like, of course the guy who directed those would make a damn good, you know, Zorro movie. And then the only problem with that little train of thought is you go far enough and then you get uh, the, the 2011 Green Lantern, you know, with Ryan Reynolds. And then you go, Oh, that didn't work out so well for that. But I mean, you know, for the most part, the overall pedigree is is very, very good with this movie. Captain Captain Love should have been like, it was me, Alejandro. I was the one who put your brother's head in the jar. <laughs> Justin, speaking of, of love, like, I guess that like, it's like, Antonio Banderas's character's brother and love are based on historical figures, but obviously the, the the movie takes you know extremely great liberties with them or whatever. But they are based on, I guess you know the, the one was supposed to be the Robin Hood of Mexico, and then and then love was, you know, a real uh, I guess I don't know California you know soldier who supposedly rode with the Texas Rangers at some point and you know, really did um, preserve his head and hand at some point to, mm. I guess, prove that he actually, I don't know. It, it sounded like, it sounded like there, there was lots of, um, you know, it, it, I don't know the way they describe it is they, they say, Oh, he allegedly killed the, the Mexican Robin hood. So I, I think there was some, you know, I, I, it, to me, it sounded like a whole Billy, the kid, um, you know, Pat Garrett thing like did did he really shoot him like is it a really for reals like thing or whatever or or is it did he just shoot somebody and say it was the guy right like like I think that was part of it but supposedly that's why the the, the head and the hand were in the jar but of course you know he didn't die screaming like a little girl because gold fell on him or what you know what I mean like that's not that's not the real history of it or whatever but but um but yeah it that's interesting. Uh, this is a period of history that I'm not all that. I'm not very well read on this period. Like I've read quite a bit about the Battle of the Alamo, and, I, and I've read a little bit about the Mexican American War. But like, yeah, I the, think I think Love was supposed to have. Uh, he was supposed to have uh, been in the the. You know, he was a soldier in the Mexican and American War. Mm. One other thing I I I really like about this movie, and I feel like it's something that's lost like you know this age of movies or whatever but i like the like sort of like james bond like zorro like you know against the like you know back like a, a shadowy zorro doing the z at the beginning and the end of the movie uh, like you know uh, it's like yeah, a james yeah. bond like you know title card like bullet to the audience or whatever like i feel like they don't do stuff like that anymore it's like you know they don't take time to like you know 
you know, make it look cool. Like, I guess, you know, have, have them do a cool pose or, you know, and like, cause people, I guess people like audiences nowadays are too like embittered where they're like, that's not realistic. Like what's that? Like, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's kind of like when, when we were kids growing up, you know, there, there, there was, you know, possibly that stigma against watching things in black and white and, to me, it's not black and white, but the, you know, I, I could see how uh, a generation that's, you know, two or three generations removed from us don't don't understand those type of things. You know, it's it's I, I, I you know, it, it always feels like there, there's those genre specific things that that people don't comprehend. It's the same thing as like watching, say, like Power Rangers or Super Sentai and not comprehending you know oh well that this this you know or whatever it is you know ultraman or something this this transformation that takes like 20 minutes on camera is like taking like a nanosecond in real world time right like like it's like but it's just it's just part of the trope you're supposed to see them do the song and dance and the transformation just like you're supposed to see antonio banderas do the 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 fiery you know z to 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 sort of get you going and 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 see you out you know what i mean like and it's just that that's part of the 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 trope and the theme and the the style that that this film uh i don't know is is enveloped in am i leaving anybody else out does anybody have any other final thoughts on the mask of zorro i like it i love it and i wish it all the best <laughs> all right well if you guys have any comments questions and or concerns if you have angry angry emails about uh fence slicing uh catherine zeta jones uh dress off with uh, a rapier uh you can email us your angry angry emails but we won't care at fanholspodcast at gmail Dot com. If you want to check out the backlog of episodes of the Fanholes podcast proper, you can direct download them over on the blogspot. It's fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. And we can be found on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we appreciate all the likes hearts, shares, and retweets that we receive, and we can be streamed. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Spotify, and Amazon Music. So until the next time, this is Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Hey, it's Mike, and I, King Arthur, declare Zorro the new King of England. <laughs> and this is Justin. Very big.
<laughs> Do you remember that, Justin? The when the Simpsons saw the like the poke of Zorro <laughs> or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's like he saves King Arthur from being assassinated, and he's like, I. He's just complaining. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is, has no historical accuracy. Yeah. I'm like I read Dark Knight Returns when I was like eight or nine years old. Like you, you, you have to know that. Uh, that Bruce Wayne watched the 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 Mark of Zorro before uh, <laughs> before his parents died or whatever, right? It also makes me think of home movies, Derek, like King mm. Arthur and Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what they should do, like all historical. They should make a like a team up of Zorro and King Arthur and Robin Hood and like all those guys. The League of Extraordinary uh, other guys that Alan Moore did yeah. use. Uh-huh. Well, I guess Zorro didn't really exist, but I think King oh, Arthur yeah. sort of existed, like sort ne- of. Neither neither did uh neither did uh, Sinbad and <laughs> that's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I mean I I, I get what you're going for. As a, I think wasn't there some comic where they they teamed up a bunch of like pulp heroes or something or yeah I could have like sworn there was yeah, something like that there, there was um the I mean dynamite did the thing where they had like the shadow and the green hornet and um, mask mask and all kinds of guys yeah yeah see that's kind of cool those 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 Zorro books that that uh, Wagner did were, were really good. I, King Arthur, declare Robin Hood to be my best friend forever. <laughs> now when you guys say that, uh, even though I, I just read it this year, I'm like, all I can think of is Camelot 3000 now. <laughs> and then, like, the, the movie ends with, like, a rap song. It's like, from the Z <laughs> to the O to the double R-O. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. 